The Armorer's Errand by Julia Caroline Dorr Read for LibriVox.org by J. L. Baldwin A Ballad of 1775 Where the far skies soared clear and bright From mountain height to mountain height In the heart of a forest old and gray Castleton slept one Sabbath day Slept and dreamed on the 7th of May, 1775 but hark a humming like bees in a hive hark to the shouts they come they come hark to the sound of the fife and drum for up from the south two hundred men two hundred and fifty from mount and glen while the deep woods rang with their rallying cry of ticonderoga fort ty fort ty swept into the town with a martial tread ethan allen marching ahead next day the village was all astir with unwonted tumult and hurry there were gatherings here and gatherings there, a feverish heat in the very air, the ominous sound of tramping feet, and eager groups in the dusty street. To Eben's forge strode Gersham Beach, idle it stood and its master away, blacksmith and armorer stout was he, first in the fight and first in the breach, and first in work where a man should be. I'll borrow your tools, my friend, he said, and temper these blades if I lose my head. So he wrought away till the sun went down, and silence fell on the turbulent town, and the flame of the forge through the darkness glowed, a square of light on the sandy road. Then over the threshold a shadow fell, and he heard a voice that he knew right well. It was Ethan Allen's. He cried, I knew where the forge fire blazed, I must look for you. But listen, more arduous work than this lying in wait for someone is, and tempering blades is only play to the task I set for him this day or this night, rather. A grim smile played o'er the armorer's face as his hand he stayed. Say on, I have never shirked, said he. What may this wonderful task-work be? To go by the light of the evening star on an urgent errand swift and far, from town to town and from farm to farm, to carry the warning and sound the alarm. Wake Rutland and Pittsford, rouse Neshobe too, and all the fair valley the otter runs through, for we need more men, make no delay, but hasten, hasten upon your way. He doffed his apron, he tightened his belt, to fasten the straps of his leggings he knelt. Ere the clock strikes nine, said Gershon Beach, friend Allen, I will be out of reach, and I pledge you my word, ere dawn of day, guns and men shall be under way. But where shall I send these minute men? Do you know a hand's cove, said Allen then, on the shore of Champlain? Let them meet me there, by tomorrow night, be it foul or fair. Good-bye, I'm off. Then down the road, as if on seven-league boots, he strode, while Alan watched from the forge's door till the stalwart form he could see no more. Into the woods passed Gershom Beach. By nine of the clock he was out of reach. But still, as his will his steps outran, he said to himself with a laugh, Old man, never a minute have you to lose, never a minute to pick or choose, for sixty miles in twenty-four hours is surely enough to try your powers. So square your shoulders and speed away with never a halt by night or day. Twas a moonless night, but over his head the stars a tremulous luster shed, and the breath of the woods grew strangely sweet as he crushed the wild ferns under his feet, and trampled the shy arbutus blooms with their hoarded wealth of rare perfumes. He sniffed as he went, It seems to me there are mayflowers here, but I cannot see. I've read the hush of the silent night. Now hark, there's a wolf on yonder height. There's a snarling catamount prowling round. Every inch of the silence is full of sound. The night birds cry. 
the whippoorwills call to each other from all the hills a scream comes down from the eagle's nest the bark of a fox from the cliff's tall crest the owl's hoot and the very trees have something to say to every breeze the paths were few and the ways were rude in the depths of that virgin solitude the indian's trail and the hunter's tracks the trees scarred deep by the settler's axe or a cow-path leading to the creek these were the signs he had to seek save where it may be he chanced to hit the crown point road and could follow it the road by the british troops hewn out under general amherst in fifty nine when he drove the french from the old redoubt nor waited to give the countersign the streams were many and swift and clear but there was no bridge or far or near it was midnight when he paused to hear at rutland the roar of the waterfall and found a canoe by the river's edge in a tangled thicket of reeds and sedge with a shout and a cheer on the rushing tide he launched it and flew to the other side then giving his message on he sped by the light of the pale stars overhead past the log church below pine hill and the graveyard opposite all was still and the one lone sleeper lying there stirred not either for cry or prayer only pausing to give the alarm at rude log cabin and lonely farm from hamlet to hamlet he hurries along borne on by a purpose deep and strong look there's a deer in the forest glade stealing along like a silent shade hark to the loon that cries and moans with a living grief in its human tones at pittsford the light begins to grow in the wakening east and drifting slow from valley and river and wildwood rise like the smoke of a morning sacrifice clouds of translucent silver mist flushing to rose and amethyst while thrush and robin and bluebird sing till the woods with jubilant music ring it was day at last he looked around with a firmer tread on the springing ground now the men will be all afield said he and that will save many a step for me each man will be ready to go but still i must confess if i'd had my will i'd have waited till after planting time for now the season is in its prime the young green leaves of the oak tree here are just the size of a squirrel's ear and i've known no rule since i was born safer than that for planting corn he threaded the valleys he climbed the hills he forded the rivers he leaped the rills while still to his call like minute-men booted and spurred from mountain glen the settlers rallied but on he went like an arrow shot from a bow unspent down the long vale of the outer to where the might of the waterfall thundered in air then across to the lake six leagues and more where hands cove lay in the bending shore the goal was reached he dropped to the ground in a deep ravine without word or sound and sleep the restorer bade him rest like a weary child on the earth's brown breast at midnight he woke with a quick heart-beat and sprang with a will to his throbbing feet for armed men swarmed in the dim ravine and ethan allen as proud of mien as a king on his throne smiled down on him while he stretched and straightened each stiffened limb nay nay said the colonel take your rest as a knight who has done his chief's behest not yet cried the armorer where's my gun a knight fights on till the field is won and into fort ty ere dawn of day he stormed with his comrades to share the fray end of poem this recording is in the public domain